All right. Welcome to everybody out there. This is Amateur Radio Roundtable. It's Tuesday night. And my sinuses are giving me terrible fits. I feel a sneeze coming on. Anyway, thank you, uh, everybody out there, and especially if you're uh, listening to us on International Shortwave on uh, Shortwave Station WBCQ on 7490. We're so glad you're with us uh, tonight. Uh, send us an email. Let us know where you are and give us a signal report. We'll try to get you a QSL card from WBCQ. Uh, send that. Uh, send the uh, email to Tom at W5KUB.com. Tom at W5KUB.com. Uh, welcome all of our, uh, our regulars, and I think we've got a few new people in the chat room tonight. Um, uh, welcome. Uh, if you're new, uh, just let us know in the chat room who you are, and if you're new, I'd love to see uh, who you are and say hello to you there. Also, uh, please hit the subscribe button. That helps us out a lot if you'll hit the subscribe button there on YouTube. And it helps us to uh, rank our show, and it helps uh, YouTube to uh, advertise it to other people that are looking for content similar to ours. So uh, please do that. Oh, let's see what's going on here. Boy, I can't believe it's already getting close to the end of uh, November. Man, we've got Thanksgiving coming up this weekend. Everybody, I hope you have a nice Thanksgiving there with your family. Alan is out tonight. He's traveling. Uh, next week, uh, be sure and tune in next week. Uh, uh, Raisha uh, from Russia, R1BIG, is back with us next week. Uh, uh, Raisha will be with us about uh, every other week. Uh, it's a long ways to Russia, and it's a long, uh, it's, a, it's a major time difference. So it's real difficult, but uh, we're lucky that uh, she can join us uh, every other week. So, uh, uh, please join us uh, next week uh, uh, and see what uh, Raisha has for us. I think it will be fun. Uh, she's always got some fun stuff out there. We've got, uh, hey, Jason Johnston, uh, KC5HWB, is back with us tonight. I don't know where he's been the last uh, six months or eight months, but he needs to come back and visit us more often. I mean, uh, Jason, how you doing tonight, man? Oh, I'm doing okay, man. Just uh, trying to recover from all of the traveling I've been doing basically since the first part of, well, middle of October, basically. I've just been uh, in and out, in and out, in and out. But uh, such is life, man. It's, hey, I'd rather be traveling than stuck at home. So it's all good. Well, I, I guess that's good. And it seems like things are opening up more now. People yeah. are getting out and getting around. And, you know, there's there doesn't seem to be as much worry as there used to be. I mean, what, are you, what are you finding down here in Texas? <clears throat> you know, Texas is pretty open and has been for a while now. Um, going to Hawaii last week, which is a... My wife and I bought a Hawaii vacation like two years ago. We were supposed to go in May of 2020. That got canceled, moved back, moved back, moved back. Um, so we finally used that time we had bought two years ago. We used it last week. We went to the island of Kauai. And in in areas like that where there's just a lot more tourist travel, there, there are a lot more stringent on mask wearing and um, social distancing and that kind of thing. And, that, and that's okay. That's okay. We knew that going in. That's not a problem. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I, I mean, we haven't worn a mask in, indoors in Texas in six months, something like that. Uh, so going to, I went to Costa Rica three weeks ago, 
with the group, uh, the, the ham radio club here in North Texas that goes there once a year. We didn't get to go last year, but for the last six or seven years prior to last year, we went to Costa Rica about once a week, once a year. I didn't go every year, but they did. And, um, we went, we went back, uh, the last week of October this year and you gotta, you gotta have a COVID test or vaccine to go down there. You gotta have a COVID test to come back. You gotta wear masks inside while you're there. Um, so we just, we, we haven't had to do that in Texas for a while. Um, so it's just different areas, different things. And, uh, None of it good or bad. I'm just saying that's how it is. But, did you uh, uh, did you have to wear a mask on the airplane? Yes, yes. You have to wear a mask uh, when you're in the airport and on the airplane Ooh, the whole a, time. That's a long time uh, to wear it. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, nonstop flight from Dallas Fort Worth Airport to uh, Honolulu is about about eight hours to get there. Um, and of course, when you get in the, you get to that uh, hotel. I'm sorry, you get to the airport like an hour, hour and a half early. So. You're talking nine to ten hours with a mask on. It was kind of uncomfortable after that long, but um, yeah, yeah. So. Well, I can tell you didn't get the cheapest ticket because those tickets uh, they require you to hold your breath for the entire flight. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 that's true. Wow, that's uh, that's, yeah. that's uh, some time. Yeah. I, um, I I've traveled the world on my job uh, over the last thirty years, uh, but I've never been to Hawaii. But uh, mm. I guess my longest flights have basically been either Hong Kong or. Uh, actually, the longest flights were from Australia. I think that, that those oh, flights yeah. were like 21 hours or something. Yeah. I don't see how they keep an airplane in the air 21 hours, to tell you the truth, man. I've never been down that. I've never been to Australia. I've been to Europe. Yeah. I've been to <clears throat> South America a few times, Central America, South America. been to Hawaii four yeah. times. Yeah. Um, I would very much like to go to like the Middle East and uh, parts of Asia but and Australia, but I've never been that far yet, so we'll see. Well, we have a ham in the chat room from um, uh, Iraq tonight. Iraq, yeah. Iraq yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, yeah. maybe you can go and visit him there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'd be great. You need to hook up with the Y. I think Y three mm-hmm. there, and uh, maybe he can he can get you in the country there. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's uh, let's jump over to Glenn. Glenn Popil. Glenn, how you doing tonight, man? Oh man, hanging in there. You know, starting up. Wish I could go back to Hawaii. I've been there twice myself. You know, last time was like twenty something years ago, and uh, I flew out of Atlanta, uh, well Birmingham to Atlanta, and then Atlanta nonstop, and it was like sixteen hours in the air for us. Something it was ungodly amount of time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's yeah. You know, I just can't imagine wearing a mask for that amount of time in that flight because. Just sitting in that seat alone, you know, your tail gets sore and you, you want to get up and move around. I just can't imagine having to wear a mask that whole time. Oh, yeah. But, uh, well, look, hey, while, while, while we got you, uh, I, I, I thought I think you got some news there, don't you? Don't you have some yeah. celebrities? You got some celebrities or something. I got you're celebrities rubbing, uh, in the Apple's house with. here. This yeah. is one of them. AWRL, and I've been having to sit on this for three months now. The oh new 2022 calendar is out, and uh, that's our CIO, CEO's cat on the cover there. But um, let's scroll in a little bit. And <laughs> actually, if you'll share the screen, Tom, we can do it that way. All right, let me uh, share the screen here. I'll do that. 
find the, the file. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> uh, give me a minute. I hadn't, hadn't really thought on this. Hadn't thought this through. So it, it seems that uh, Rodan there has hit the big time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's see here. We'll get there. We'll get there in a second. I got so many files on this computer. Here we go. And we'll do it this way. We'll do it the easy way. I hope. Uh, come on. Here we go. All right. We'll do it this way. Now let's share this screen. I've got too many windows. Yeah, I'm seeing your password right now. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. All right, here we go. There we go. We got it. It's slowly figuring it out. All right. Yeah. I've, got, I've got it in Adobe, wow. so we'll just have to do it that way. Wow. But, uh, yeah. Um, gosh, I'm drawing a blank on who our CIA CEO is. I could have told you if he hadn't asked me. That's all right. We'll look it up later. Of what? The RL. Um, David Minster. Dave, Dave Minster, yeah. Yeah. That's that's his ragdoll on the, the cover there. Mm. And then there's our back cover, so you can see all of the cats that made the calendar. And then there is Godzilla. She got April. Now, you don't get to see Godzilla on the show very often. But uh, that, that desk that she's on is the same one that you see beside me here that Rodan always sits on. And of course, there's Rodan. Um, I was taking pictures for the book, the latest book. And of course, she has to go up and steal the parts and control the parts. And uh, that I had to carefully crop that photo to get the picture that I wanted because she would not let that thing go. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they made uh, August and um, um, April. So anyway, oh, right, well, the question already we got a question. Do they have a dog calendar? <laughs> I do not know. I would expect that that would be the mm. the next thing for next year. Of course, would be to to do dogs. Mm. But oh. uh, for some reason, you know seems like a lot of hams have cats and a lot of folks that watch the show here love watching this month this monster show up and uh, 
So I guess they just decided to go that way. And I was just really, really surprised when they called me and asked for some photos of my two. And I was very surprised that they used, you know, used them for two months. Well, all right, all right. We will uh, we will watch uh, TV and everything, and I, I know they're going to start showing up on, in commercials and all kinds of things. So, <laughs> hey, uh, they're going to have to earn their way. I mean, that's right, man. You have no idea how much food costs for these things. Well, I imagine that one can eat several pounds a day. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh man. All right. <clears throat> all right. Well, congratulations there. And, right, man, uh, thanks. Uh, that's uh, that's cool, man. To have your uh, have your pet on the ARRL calendar. Yeah, yeah, that's really really neat. Yeah, they're more famous than I'll ever be. So hey, uh, tonight some of the things I've got lined up uh, on the show tonight. Uh, I want to talk to you about. I'm trying to get my satellite system back on. Right now, I have a frozen rotor. I've got to go up and take my rotor down and. Uh, I don't know what's going on with it, but uh, do some rotor repair uh, to get back on satellite. But uh, I've got a video of uh, one of the programs that I use. It's called Sat. Um, it's called Sat PC or PC Sat 32. And I'm gonna give you a little Sat de- PC 32. Sat PC 32. And I'm gonna give you a little demo of that and and how nice it is. And that's a free program if you want to use it. Doesn't cost you anything. Uh, it's just that. Uh, on the free program, you have to put your uh, Latin longitude in each time you turn the program on. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's the only difference uh, then between that and the paid program. We'll talk a little about that. Uh, de-ice on the rotor. I don't know. I, we don't have any ice here right now, uh, although it is getting cold uh, here. But uh, I don't think we have any ice. But uh, it may be that the grease inside has gotten cold and kind of, you know, sluggish i don't know uh, what was the last time you turned it 1932 no uh, it's it's been several months but uh usually i could rock it back and forth and it would start moving you know but i just it yeah. didn't want to see want to move right now so we're gonna we'll we'll work on that a little later uh also uh, have uh, pulled up a video uh we'll be going uh, uh we're gonna be having uh thanksgiving here at home this year but we're gonna go over to our house over in north carolina right before christmas uh uh, for a little while, and uh, I'll be operating portable over there. So I pulled up a video to show you guys how easy it is to put up an antenna that works. I think it's an outstanding antenna. It works all bands. So easy to put up. I'm going to show you a little operation of my put up, putting up an antenna over in North Carolina, and uh, also a little operation there. And then we've got uh, we've got a project that uh, is very familiar to Glenn, and that is an Arduino. A CW decoder that I built up uh, a, a while back. Uh, we threw it together pretty fast. It doesn't look great, but uh, I wasn't really building it to use. I just kind of threw it together to uh, see how well it worked. And uh, we're going to give you a little demo on that tonight. And uh, I had some trouble with the firmware there, and I think Glenn was the one that solved my firmware issue there. I can never decide how to get those Arduino, all those folders and files in the right folders and under oh man it's a mess so once i get it working i just have to have to kind of leave it like that so uh, it's you overthink it on the libraries and it's literally just place them in the folder and the program figures it out it's not like you have to install a program yeah well that's that's true that's true but even overthinking uh is tough for me uh i can easily overthink that's what it is 
yeah. hey, hey, I want to give everybody just an update. You know, uh, this past week we launched um, a Pico Balloon uh, W5KUB103. Um, and um, uh, we thought it was going to really do well. It was an SPS balloon. Uh, these aren't cheap balloons. They're about 170 bucks each. We've flown many of them in the last year and a half. Uh, but uh, we got up to altitude. Uh, two weeks prior to that, we launched one, and we, when we hit 41,000 feet, we had a massive failure, and it came down. It didn't, uh, it didn't uh, super pressurize and stay there and float. It just, when it hit that altitude, it, it burst. Yes. What is it with the, you've lost like three of the SBSs in a row. Well, we've lost a number of them now. Uh, and then when that happens, uh, when that happens, uh, the tracker is going to reach terminal velocity coming down. Uh, you know, there's no parachute. So terminal velocity coming down, that's about 200 feet per second. Uh, and uh, at 40,000 feet, it takes 200 seconds for it to hit the ground. So that does not give us time to, uh, to give another whisper transmission because a whisper transmission is, uh, is two minutes long. So, um, you know, so we've lost, uh, we've lost several of those now. There's been a number of people lately, and there's a lot of people discussing this. A lot of people are starting to lose their SPS balloons at 41,000 feet. Now, there's no way to say what's going wrong there, but... Uh, there's been a whole bunch of them lost when they hit that altitude. So what we're going to do next is uh, we're going to we're going to keep it simple, you know, K-I-S-S, -S, keep it simple, stupid, and we're going to go with a, a very uh, uh, very light built uh, uh, payload. It's going to be about 10 grams, and it's going to uh, it'll be W5 KUB-104. And uh, we're going to use two, we're going to use a little 36-inch, 36-inch uh, Chinese balloon. This is what they look like. Uh, and we've, uh, several people, this is all they fly, and several people have had fairly good luck with these. Uh, I talked to a guy today, and uh, he's had one that's been up 22 days. Uh, there's another guy that uh, is using this balloon, and it's actually gone around the world seven times. So instead of paying this time, instead of paying the $170, we're going with a $1.49 balloon. So this is a $1.49, and uh, what we're going to do, we're going we're gonna to tandem two of them together. A tandem two of them together won't do a whole lot, but it will lift more weight because the weight is distributed between the two balloons and it will pick up about it will uh, pick up about maybe 2,000 extra feet in altitude. This is going to be a low flying balloon. Uh, it's going to if we can hit 30,000 feet with this balloon that's going to be high. So I'm thinking we're going to probably be in a 27,000 foot range. We, we could hit 30 but I think we'll probably be in a 27,000 foot range. The problem that presents us is uh, the storms. There are many storms that the clouds are, uh, you know, uh, 27,000 feet high, and when these things hit a storm, they, they come down instantly. So, but this is uh, this is our next uh, our next launch. We're going to go simple, and uh, you know, as I told everybody when we uh, started the Pico balloons back back a couple years ago for the show, 
we felt like you were only going to get around the world every tenth balloon. And that's just about what we have found out, that we'll make ten launches. And uh, it takes, well, I think on our ninth launch, we made it around the world three and a half times uh, with our first balloon. So, um, you know, it's uh, luck, it's weather, it's all kinds of things uh, out of our control. But uh, we're going to try that, and um, I hope we'll have some fun with it. And uh, we have surely lost enough trackers that if a person could just pick them up off the ground, they could open a tracker shop, I'm sure. Uh, we're, we're way up there right now in, in trackers. But, uh, you know. Uh, if you put your call sign on it, somebody might mail them back. Well, the problem with that, Glenn, is when they start coming down at terminal velocity and they hit the hood of a BMW or a Mercedes. In Tennessee? Wherever. Maybe in Atlanta, you know, in Atlanta. When it, when it hits that hood of that BMW at terminal velocity, uh, I've, got, uh, I've got about, you know, a couple hundred bucks in that. But uh, uh, the only thing I might could recover would be the tracker that I home build. Uh, which is I have about forty dollars in parts in that tracker, so I could I could recover maybe forty dollars worth, but who knows? The lawsuit might be several thousand. So that's my, what insurance for. My name my name doesn't go on that. Now we might put Glenn's call on the one we launch. We're going to try to launch in about a week to ten days our tandem balloon there, and uh, we will uh, we'll, we'll probably put Glenn's call on that. So if anybody yeah, do it, I've got an alibi. I'm at work now now. Glenn, if anybody does contact you, you do not know us, okay? No. You don't know us. Even if even if they threaten and take you to jail and you know, you don't know us, okay? I just this want that what, this is what insurance is for. That's I'll, what the comprehensive that insurance is I, for. It won't even meet a deductible. I'm not sure my insurance covers that. Uh, I have to look. I have yeah. to look. What do you What do you think, Jason? You think my insurance uh, covers terminal velocity coming at from forty thousand feet down on top? You know, I I think there are insurance plans that will cover that, but it's yeah. it, it. Does yours do it? I would I would guess no, unless you put that rider on there specifically. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I could uh, I could call them and ask, but they'd probably yeah. think I was crazy. You know? Well, they probably jack up your rates is what they, they, they do. Pro they probably would. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not sure I want to call them because just, right. you may not know it, Jason, but in February, I had a 100-foot tree come through my house. And uh, the insurance I think company... You, I, I, yeah. I think I've been on the show and you mentioned hey, that a while back. The insurance back, yeah. company was very good at taking care of everything. I, I'm just good. really happy with them and uh, no no uh, increases and, and good. you know, so good. I, I don't good. know, man. I, so Was I, that well, part of the hurricane, Tom? No, uh, no, this was ice storm. This was ice, ice storm. Uh, back okay. in February. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Gotcha. So look, let's do this. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little video on here, and we'll talk about it in a little while. Uh, I want to talk about uh, just some simple a simple antenna that you can use at first. And you know, let me just preface it by saying this. You know, I'm looking at some of these new uh, Facebook sites for new hams, and man. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, it just hurts me, Jason, when I, I see these guys. I mean, the first thing they want to do, uh, you know, they got to put up a dipole, but they got to have the LMR 400 on it, you know. Man, and, well, uh, you know, um, that's not necessary, guys. At, at it's, HF, it's not. It, it's at, not. The LMR 400 is not necessary at, at HF uh, frequencies, and you're not going to tell the difference. But anyway, I mean, it, 
you know, well, I don't, I don't you know. know if I, I don't know if I'd say that. You might uh, the, to the tra- to a new ham, you're probably right, Tom. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. a trained ham, yeah, I think you could tell a difference. And on a permanent install, you're talking about putting something up at your house. Yeah. On a permanent install, I have Elmar 400 on my dipole. Well, and I'll even admit that I have four runs 130 feet long of LMR 400 myself yeah. underground mm-hmm. in a conduit. Yeah. Going there's a reason. There's a reason all the contest stations run hard line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now you're talking about going out and doing soda or poda. No, you're not. You don't want to carry that heavy stuff. Nah, of course nah. not. Of course, and you don't. And you're you're absolutely correct when you said you don't need it. But I think it's I think it's important to know that it does to once you get. Once you get on HF for a while and you get to start to listen in to QRM and you get to start to listen to pileups and to weak signals and whatnot, it can make a difference um, to maybe, the trained ear. Maybe, but, maybe if the run is long. I mean, and maybe yeah, if you're yeah. up on 20 yeah. meters, 10 yeah. meters, you know, 15. But I'm going to tell you, if you're running 25 or 30 feet out no, to a tuner, no, uh, man, no, you know, no, use RG8X, no. let me tell you. Yeah, you, you the, yeah the, those contest stations that run hardline, yeah. they're going 100 feet away from the shack and, you yeah. know, two, 200 feet up in the air. So, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. It's, well, yeah, and the it's, only reason, the only reason I'm using LMR 400 is I got it free. <laughs> yeah, 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 that helps too. Yeah, that helps too. I, hey, I wouldn't have it out there if I didn't have it free. Yeah. You know, yeah. I had some satellite systems put in at work, and uh, that is the coax they ran on these satellite systems. And uh, yep. uh, you know, hey, when you put the satellite system in, they send you about a 500 foot spool of it. They charge you for it, and you only use about 50 feet of it. And uh, right, right, and then you're stuck with the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so so anyway, you know. There's all kinds of antennas out there that, that you oh, can yeah. use. But if you want something that's simple, that that that, that can work all bands, and mm-hmm. it's really easy to use, I would suggest just getting you a, a auto tuner that you can put out at the antenna. Not, mm-hmm. not, a, not a tuner that you got inside here at the shack, but one you can put out at the antenna. Run you some coax out to it, you know, run you 75 feet of RG8X out there or something, and connect it right there. And you can you, you can put a vertical piece of wire on it, a horizontal piece, a sloping piece on it, a loop on it. Hey, you can attach it to a car frame, use the car for the antenna. You can attach it to a screen door. You can attach it to box springs and a bid. You can attach it to window s- s- screens. You can attach it to everything, and it will tune up, and it and I guarantee you, it will do you a pretty good job. Now, since you don't have you know an eighty foot tower and a tri band beam up here to compare it with, you're not going to know the difference. I'll just put it that way. Well, let's get real. There are people making QSOs with light bulbs. Yep. Well, you know, and I mean, I'll be the first to admit, I'm a snob. Every run of coax I've got is LMR four hundred. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. because. Uh, but re- realistically, come on, back Tom, when you and I got our novices, we used RG58, which everybody sneers at today, yeah. and we were happy to get it, and we made our QSOs just fine. Well, you know, you know, Glenn, I uh, actually, I think when I was a novice back in the early 60s, I actually uh, acquired some RG8U, some of the old stuff, the RG8U, RG8. 
And it was probably already 30 years old when I got it. So let's see, that would have made that would have been probably made about 1930. It probably came from the war, you know, somewhere. But uh, uh, and I can remember, man, uh, when it was rain, I didn't have it. You know, being a novice, you don't know these things. So I didn't have it waterproofed out there. I I had the you know center conductor and that shield split and hooked to the dipole, and water was coming through the uh, coax and out in the shack. Out the coax connector there in the shack, you know, just like a pipe, man. You know. Anyway, we all learn, but look, hey, a lot of the new hams, they have trouble. And, and hey, hey, I, I had some great parents. They bought me uh, some, some rigs uh, uh, back, uh, you know, back when I uh, got my license. Uh, a lot of people have a paper route, don't have any money to get, a, to get it with get a radio with but uh a lot of the new people i'm seeing right now you know the first thing they buy is 30 dollar radio and then they buy you know they take the rubber ducky off of it and they buy one of these 34 inch antennas that goes on a little you know three inch radio and um i i, I don't know it just we didn't have that kind of stuff back when i was a ham and growing up you know no, I mean my my rig was the HW16 that a friend gave to me. You know, yeah. the coax, God knows where the coax came from, but it was used RG58. The beam was a a homebrew 2 meter beam for I mean a two element beam for 15 meters. That's all I had. I couldn't yeah. work any other band. I didn't know what 40 meters was. Well, you know, yeah, and but you know, I was referring to like Two meters and 440. I mean, we didn't. Uh, nobody had two meters. We didn't. Know I what used RG58 on my two meters. Yeah, thing. yeah. But back, you know, by the 70s, we were starting to get into two meters and stuff. But we you know, hey, back in the early 60s, yeah. man, and especially where I lived, uh, there was no repeaters. There was nobody no, to talk to. Back then, we to. thought, hey, it's coax. It's good to, from DC to light. We're fine. And you know, your radio, the radio uh, until later. So it really wasn't there until later. The radio that. Was available at that time. Was yeah. the I mean, let's uh, face it, Kit, loss wasn't invented. Until it was like the Heathkit. Uh, yeah, the Heathkit lunchbox was probably the radio back in the early sixties. Yeah. You know, and it, you put a crystal in it, and it was AM, and uh, that was your two meters, man. And uh, I never had one because there wouldn't have been anybody to talk to. I'm gonna run this video. I'm gonna show you just a portable operation that I do when I go over to North Carolina, and it's fun. And uh, it's real easy to set up, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up here. I'll try to fast forward through uh, parts of it, and uh, that way um, we won't have to watch the whole thing. Hey guys, this is Tom W5KUB. Well, we uh, we made it to North Carolina. Uh, it's about a 10-hour drive from our home in Carryville, Tennessee, but uh, we made it, and uh, we, Ed and I made it in last night, and uh, this is what it looks like. We're kind of in a valley, but, well, we got mountain behind us, too, but uh, I'm going to uh, do some ATF operating from here. And uh, what I'm going to do is, uh, you see this tree right in front of, front of us here, that tall tree right there. I'm going to shoot a line over the top of that tree uh, in a little while with my pneumatic antenna launcher. 
So we're going to go over that in just a few minutes, and we'll show you that. Let me walk around to the front yard here. The leaves are starting to drop. They're not too colorful right now. Uh, it's been a strange fall. So we don't have the color here that we used to, we usually get. The trees are, you know, it's, uh, it's late October and the trees are just starting to color, change color a little bit. But they're already uh, dropping off. There's some of uh, Kathy's relatives down here. Uh, several of the homes you see in the distance uh, are her cousins and aunts and uncles. And uh, so that's going to be our next uh, project. Just a few minutes, we'll get the, uh, the launcher out and see if we can't go. Here with my uh, buddy Ed Harrison. Uh, been knowing Ed a long time, and uh, Ed uh, Ed used to make potato guns, potato cannons, and that's where you put the uh, the hairspray or the WD-40 in the tube, and and you light it, and it blows a a tomato. I mean, it blows a potato. You know, about a half a mile, and then uh, uh, it also blows your fingers off sometimes. But anyway, well, Ed's here. Look, what we're fixing to do is we're going to put some air in this thing. So let me see if I can switch cameras. Well, I don't know if I can switch antenna launcher. How we're going to get our spring or our rope over the tree. And uh, first of all, you need to make this little bullets like this, uh, three-quarter inch PVC with caps on it and a eye on the end. Put your line on. All right, and here's our uh, here's our gun right here. You want to take a look at that, Kathy? will uh, try to pan around and show you the uh, the gun. It's just an air air tank here, basically a valve and a a barrel. We're going to take the uh, we're going to take the bullet. We're going to take the bullet, and we're just going to put it in the end here. And we found that um, it needs to go down pretty deep uh, in there. To it needs to go down pretty pretty good. I, okay, so I've got it down. I've got it down about that far. That should be good. Um, we we our first launch today. We had it only at the top, and then it didn't go very far. So now we've got a, a portable air compressor here uh, hooked onto our valve here, running it on a little 12 volt battery. We'll be putting about 50 pounds in there. All right, we've got about uh, actually got about 55 pounds of air pressure in there. The uh, pipe is rated, I think, for let's see what the schedule 40. Is rated for big pipe here. Schedule 40 is rated at uh, uh, 280 pounds per square inch. You should never put that in there. Did a pretty good job there. 
went right. Put you a lead weight on there. Put that on your arm. And it's pretty accurate too. You can aim very accurately with the slingshot and shoot that lead weight and it go out and that's uh that's uh alternate your own okay so hey take my piece of wire already tangling up in take a piece of wire yeah you don't need an insulator a nylon cord is an insulator tie you a loop in the wire like this are you spring into the end of the uh end of the wire loop right there that a couple times now we're gonna pull pull the string up there you go get a good close-up of that it you got your loop and you got your string and it Down. This is kind of like a ground plane on a ground plane antenna. We're going to have three, three elements, you know, three, three radials. Yeah, I'll let you hold that right there. Let's go. Megahertz. It's only a 100 watt uh, tuner, but you only need an 8 foot piece of wire or a whip, and it'll tune 80 meters through 6 meters with just an 8 foot piece of wire, and you can talk around the world on it. We put up about 70 feet of wire, but it doesn't make a difference. I mean, I think the more wire we get out, the better it is. Guys, this tuner will tune a gutter. If you got rain gutters, you put this on your rain gutter, you'll talk around the world. I talked one time on my El Camino. I hooked this to the bumper of my El Camino in the backyard, made a contact in Washington State. I said, your mobile sounded good. And I said, you don't understand. I'm not running mobile. I'm running the El Camino as the antenna, because after all, it's insulated, it's got tires on it. I was using the body of the car as the antenna, like this. So we're going to hook this up. Our vertical hooks here, our ground system, our three radios are going to hook here. We hook our coax on the end here and power it with 12. We're just going to build on here and tighten them down. Oh, 
we've got our cables already here. One to power the uh, antenna tuner and the coax. That's all we need to be all band operation. Okay, guys, we're all set up here. Uh, this is our ham shack uh, for this weekend. We got a, we got a pretty good uh, area to expand if we want to. So we're all hooked up here. I've got my uh, got my. Show you how this antenna works. Antenna tuner works. Let me pick a frequency on forty. On forty, that's uh kind of clear. I can find a clear frequency. All right, that sounds pretty clear right there. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to hit it FSK. I didn't bring a key to uh, key down, uh, but I'm just going to put it on FSK, and that way if I uh, key the mic. Now, watch the SWR meter right here, right here. All right, I'm going to key it. Watch the SWR meter. Well, you saw it went full scale, and then instantly it went back to almost a one-to-one. -one. So the SWR is showing one to one. So let's do this. Let's go to uh, let's go to another. Let's go up to uh, 20 meters. Let's just find a spot. Oh, that's pretty quiet there. We're gonna tune up here. Watch the S watch the uh, SWR meter here, and watch how quickly it tunes. All I do is put a little power, a little power to the antenna. Watch how quickly it tunes. Here we go. All right. It started off high, it's, it's, it's tuning, and it stabilized at one bar, at one to one. Okay, let's tune up, um, let's go to 18 uh, megahertz. Let's, let's tune up right about there. Nobody's there, so again, I'm just gonna tune up with the FSK, just to get a little output. I'm gonna key the mic, watch the, uh, watch the SWR meter here. You'll see it come up kind of full scale, and then very quickly it will ratchet itself down to one-to-one. -to -one. Now here we go. I'm going to key up. Key up. All right, we got some SWR. It's, it's tuning, it's tuning. And it is tuned, and you see there's a full 100 watts output. That's how quick it tunes. Let's go to, uh, let's go to uh, 15 meters. That sounds pretty quiet. We're going to tune up here. Well, it tuned uh, almost instantly. Uh, there's, uh, what is that? That's um, 12 meters. Let's try to tune up on 12, 12 meters. Here we go. All right, we got a little SWR, and there it is. It, uh, it brought it down to one to one and 100 watts. Let's go to uh, 80 meters. Let's go to, um, let's go to, um, uh, 10 meters, uh, just somewhere in there. Again, we're going to try. Uh, we're going to key up in uh, FSK. Here we go. Well, it it tuned very quickly, dear. So that's how quickly this antenna tuner will tune anything. Very quickly, it's all band. I don't care if you're at the. So, it tunes that wire. Victor Echo 5, Papa Victor. 
So you can see I had a lot of ham radio fun there. That antenna just works great and it's so easy to, to use. I love the uh, I love the auto tuner out at the antenna. Um, what do you think, Jason? I've never used one at the antenna before, but I've read about it. And I'd be interested to try it. But, yeah, it looked like it worked great for you in that situation. Yeah. Well, by putting it out the antenna. So you're not tuning the coax. You're not tuning the feed right. line going out to it. So right. you're, you're tuning out there at the antenna, and uh, you, it, it tunes it for 50 ohm. It matches that coax all the way back to your rig, and everything mm -hmm. just falls just right in place, man. It, it, uh, it, it just works great, and it's, it's so easy. As I mentioned, you could clip that. That auto tuner to a ring to a gutter on your house, you can clip it to right. anything, and and it'll tune it, man. It it just it'll tune it. So I'm just my you know my suggestion. I made it to several people here locally, and they bought those, and they really love it. They were asking me what kind of antenna should I get. Well, you want an all band antenna? You know, I mean, there's there's uh, trade offs to everything out there, and uh, you can spend a lot of money on antennas, or you can spend less on antennas. Uh, you can get some multi-band antennas that you know but uh this seems to do it all man yeah tom they're asking the manufacturer and model of that tuner yeah that's an s uh cg scg or is it sgc i forget which one it is let's see uh that i can find it here uh s look up s there it is sg Look up SG-237. Let's see. Let me put it on here. SG-237. Uh, right there. And uh, you can see uh, uh, you can you can have a, a, a radiating element as short as if you want to work on, let's see, if you want to work 80 through, I'm trying to read this. I think eight foot. You need an eight foot piece of wire, and that will work eighty through uh, six meters. If you want to work one sixty, uh, you can need a little bit longer wire than eight foot. I think for one sixty, you need maybe twenty three feet or something like that. I'm not sure. Uh, it's hard for me to read that on the screen here. Uh, and it is waterproof. This is a uh, very highly waterproof and. Uh, it's um, 
it just does an outstanding job, and I've really, I've really, I've had this maybe for ten years or, or longer, and uh, it's, it's just, hey, you know, and you know, when I uh, try to run mobile, um, you, you know, you can run mobile, and you can, uh, you can put a big uh, bug catcher on your truck, and you know, the big coil and all that stuff out in the wind, and it looks crazy, um, or you could put just put a steel whip on there on your on your truck. And you can put this tuner there in the back of your truck, right there at the base of the, you know, like a CB whip, you know, put this uh, tuner right there. And it, from inside the truck, it will instantly tune 80, 40, 20, 15, 10. You don't have to get out. You don't have to change the coil. You don't have to do anything. You just hit it with a little power for about, you know, one second, and it will tune it down. And, uh, man, you can just change bands uh, as you're driving. So. Uh, I used it mobile for a while. Uh, I use it when I go operating portable, and uh, it's just just a great antenna. And I'd recommend anybody that's just wanting something to work all bands try an auto tuner. It doesn't have to be this brand. Uh, MFJ makes auto tuner. LDG makes a great auto tuner, but get one that goes outside and uh, not inside the shack. All right. Well. So that's the way I'll be operating here in a couple of weeks. When we go over to North Carolina, I'll be operating with that same way there. And uh, the uh, the pneumatic gun, sh- it, it does a great job shooting that line over. Uh, depending on how much air you put in there, you can I can easily put that projectile over a, a 200-foot tree. It's, it's fairly accurate. Uh, but um, uh, the slingshot is also really, really accurate, too. Uh, you know, get you a, a good heavy nut and a fishing line on there, and a slingshot is pretty accurate to go over a, a tree limb. All right. All right, guys, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Let's see. Uh, we'll be back in just a minute. Let me let me check the chat room here real quick. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Do they make a 1,500-watt version? I don't know if, if SCG... Makes a 1,500-watt version. Uh, I have an MFJ 1,500-watt auto tuner outside, a remote tuner. Uh, I wanted a 1,500-watt tuner because I have an amplifier here, and, and at home I do run power. And, uh, uh, you know, if you want to do that, you're going to need to have a 1,500-watt tuner. And they're expensive. Uh, expect to pay, you know, upwards to $700 for a 1,500-watt tuner. I think this one comes in around $200 or something like that. You can find these on eBay and other places. Uh, you might get find one that's a good deal there. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, okay. Yeah, I've had great luck with my MFJ 1500-watt uh, tuner. Uh, it, it, uh, I've got it out there uh, feeding. Uh, as I mentioned, I've got 130 feet of the LMR 400 underground, and it goes out to my antenna farm. And at my antenna farm, uh, it branches off, and I have multiple antennas out there. Uh, so I've got the 1,500-watt tuner out there, and then I use open line or, or, or ladder line. Uh, it goes up another 90 feet, and it hits, hits the 40-meter um, extended double zip. And that 40 meter extended double zip is is two five eighths wavelengths, five eighths wavelength on each side, 172 feet long. 
Uh, it's a great antenna. I think it's the only uh, wire antenna that actually has gain to it. Uh, but it will tune all the other bands too. Uh, but uh, I've got it built particularly for 40, uh, 40 meters. Okay, uh, Brent saying it uh, used uh, SD237 going from 150 to 200 bucks. It's, it's well worth it there. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's do this and then we'll come right back in just a minute. Spice up your ham shack with Icon's IC705. This portable radio is perfect for staying in or venturing out and working your favorite bands this winter. Happy holidays from Icon. The IC705 is a perfect sidekick in QRP Companion, base station, features, and functionality at the tip of your fingers in a portable package covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in at just over 2 pounds with RF direct sampling for most of the HF bands and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz. Some of the features include 4.3 inch touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall, sideband CW, AM, FM, as well as full D-Star functions, has a micro USB connector, Bluetooth, and WLAN, integrated GPS with antenna and GPS logger. The HM243 speaker microphone comes standard. The perfect accessory for the IC705 is the optional LC192 backpack. It has a special compartment for your IC705 and room for all your accessories. Our family of favorite ICOM amateur radios are also available this holiday season and they make the perfect gift. Don't forget the 9700, the 9300, and the 7610 base stations. And the ID52A handheld coming soon. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. From QRP to QRO, fixed stations, portable and remote, an LDG tuner will match your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast, proprietary tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. All right, and we are back. And uh, we've been talking about simple ways to get an antenna up for all bands. And uh, I just showed you one. And uh, that video is out on our YouTube channel. If you want to look at it again at any time, just... Search for uh, under W5KB to search for uh, W5KB portable operation, and, and you'll you'll find that there. Hey, just want to re remind everybody, remind everybody that uh, Raisa will be back with us uh, next week. She's going to be with us every two weeks. Uh, it's pretty late in Russia right now. In Saint Petersburg, it's like four o'clock in the morning. So. Uh, uh, we don't want to get her up out of bed uh, and, uh, you know, cut into her schedule. She's a very busy person. She is very famous on that side of the world over there and even pretty famous on this side uh, for a YL that does a lot of uh, fun things in ham radio, and she's joined us, and uh, she'll be with us every couple weeks. So uh, tune in next week to see what she's going to show us next week, uh, one of her uh, adventures. Uh, I think you'll, you'll like to see it. Um, 
If you're out there on w, listening on shortwave, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, send us an email to tom at w5kub.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll get you a QSL card from the shortwave station. Uh, you know, uh, uh, when, when the show was on shortwave last week, I actually uh, uh, picked some uh, remote SDR receivers, and I tuned around to listen for it. And uh, I heard the show uh, pretty clear in Iceland. And I could hear it out all the way out toward the west coast here. Uh, I think I heard it in somewhere down in Central America. Uh, wasn't wasn't great, but uh, we're not uh, real high power on shortwave. We're only running fifty thousand watts uh, on seventy four ninety. So, uh, but it does get out and uh, it does give us an audience out there on shortwave. So, uh, uh, be, be, um, we're inviting you to join us on Tuesday nights. Uh, this show is. Uh, called Amateur Radio Roundtable, and it's a show about ham radio, and you can actually join us in video and chat room uh, every Tuesday night. You can simply find us at w5kub.com, or you can do a search on YouTube for w5kub. All right, Uh, let's see, boy. Hey, you know, we were talking about some simple antennas. I want to show you a real simple antenna. And uh, my, my friend uh, Larry, WD0AKX, Larry uh, Shantz, uh did this a video. And um, he does a lot of videos on his channel. You might try to, um, try to tune in. I think it's called the Ham Radio Guy. But uh, I'm going to play this for you. And, and I want you to look. When a band's open, when a band's open, it doesn't take much antenna. So I'm going to pull up this. This is a real short video here. Um, this is DX with a short antenna. And I want you to see how short this antenna is and how well it's working. Hi, Larry, WD0AKX. First of all, I want to thank all of you for watching my videos. I really appreciate it. And it's all about having fun with ham radio. So today I visited another good ham radio friend of mine. He was doing some experimenting with an antenna, and I have to show you this. This goes to show you, you don't need a massive antenna to work DX if you have limited space. Check this video out. I know you'll enjoy it. Let's take a look. Germany. Look at Julia 7 Echo Oscar. Marcus in Germany. I work in Germany. It's 10 over. Should be able to work pretty easy. Norway X-ray 0 Papa. All right. Hey, thanks. Uh, you're five nine into Minnesota. The name is Roger, and your number is zero zero six. Over. Nice. Hey, that was Germany. Right? Germany. On that little antenna. That's wow. crazy. That's amazing. Okay. Call is uh, NX zero P. Name is Junior, and uh, we just worked Germany on this here antenna. This is a hamstick, twenty meter hamstick. Just threw it on a little ten inch piece of metal and run some ground radios out. Mounted on top of the deck and uh, making some good contacts tonight. Having a good time. Fun little experiment. Just can't believe this little antenna and we're working all this DX. We are operating on the 20-meter ham radio band right now, late in the afternoon here in Minnesota. Norway X-ray Zero Papa. There you go. Uh, Roger, Roger on the 472. Uh, the name here is Roger. You're 5'9 Minnesota, Mike November. 
And please copy 007, over. Seven threes, good luck. Good contact. Well, that was a good one. Just worked as ours. Uh, Charlie Uniform 4, Delta X-Ray. Um, he is 5'9". Big signal over here into uh, Minnesota. That's great. While Junior does have some excellent antennas run into the ham shack, today we are just experimenting with this. Here's the antenna we're using, right? Crazy, isn't it? A little, what, three foot long? Want it on the deck. Yeah. Ten feet off the ground. How do you hook this up? Ropey? Well, this is my son's radio. He just picked it up today, and he had to leave. <laughs> so what am I doing? I'm out on the deck playing with it. Brand new uh, Kenwood TS590. Just loving it. We're making some good contacts out here. All right, I just wanted to show you guys. Hey, that antenna was about three foot tall, and look how it was working, man. You know. Oh, man. The bands were good that day. And uh, when the band's open, it didn't take much to make a make a contact. All right, uh, Glenn, you got anything else you want to talk about tonight? Anything going uh, on with you? Uh, any any uh, any uh, ham fest or anything coming up that you're going to be attending or anything? Yeah, um, looks like. Uh gearing up for january i don't have anything for december unless something just crops up but uh january i'm going up to uh collinsville um indiana i guess which or illinois it's right across the river from st louis going to be doing an arduino forum there and then of course uh, we've got the jackson mississippi ham fest the following week and then uh, gearing up for orlando uh, I'm going to be doing a forum down there this year as well. So, you know, finally nice to, you know, as we were talking earlier, it's going to be nice to get back on the road and yeah. start to, to get to Hamfest and then stuff again. I don't think we're going to make Orlando this year. It is just, it's a long ways down here, you know, uh, for us. Pretty expensive trip, too. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, you can, you can I, I represent grew, us. I actually lived in orlando for a little while and grew up in miami so it's pretty much my backyard well uh hey let's pull jason in here real quick uh hey we'll probably uh open the zoom here to anybody who wants to join us here in just a couple minutes and uh, uh have uh have our viewers participate here but let's just jump over to jason jason man surely you've been busy with something with ham radio lately man what have you, you been doing anything uh, you know, I've been, I guess my most, my busy, my most busy thing right now has been parks in the air. Been doing a lot of parks in the air. Yeah. Uh, tried a couple of activations from Hawaii when I was there last week. Uh, did not, did not get that to work. I think I have a problem with my radio. I got to put my radio on the bench and see what the deal is with that. But, um, you know, Costa Rica was fun. Made a lot of good QSOs down there. Um, we're going to be, I'm going to be going to Orlando in February. That's my, I'm not going to, I probably won't have any ham fest to go to between now and then. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm just trying to, uh, I'm just trying to keep on top of all the new equipment coming out and getting as much information as I can to share with my audience. So uh, but that's, that's, that's what I've been doing. So, but Parks on the Air has been my most, 
that's where I've spent most of my time over the last few so months. So I've never done a parks on the air, but hey, I, I'm hearing there's this Walmart parking lots on the air. Have you, are you familiar yeah. with that? Yeah, I think that was an Instagram or a Twitter thing. At as I don't know if it started out as a joke or if it was real, and then they did it more than once. I think so. I've, I've heard of it. I don't know exactly what it entails, and I don't know if it was. Um, I don't know if it's an ongoing thing or not. So I'm not sure, but I, I have heard of it. I just recognize the name. That's about it. Yeah. Well, you know, I, that'd be a cool, cool deal. Walmart yeah. on the air. I might get out. Yeah. I've got, I could do five or six or seven of them here in the Memphis yeah. area, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we're so glad to have you with us tonight, man. Uh, Thanks. Uh, you're going to have to start coming back more. I know you're busy yeah. with your own channel, uh, your uh, yep. Ham Radio 2.0. What is it? Yeah, Ham Radio 2.0 video mm-hmm. or you, uh, what's, what's it called? Just Ham Radio 2.0 on YouTube. On uh, uh, on Facebook, it's called Ham Radio 2.0 Video Series. But, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Now, it, there, there is another Ham Radio 2.0, though, out there. Yeah. Yeah. On on Facebook there is yeah oh yeah yeah it's just right. it's just a, it's just a community of people that um, talk about ham radio stuff right. it's not a video so, series so everybody like uh, get out there and check out Jason's uh, YouTube channel and his Facebook group and all that kind mm-hmm. of good stuff hey I'm gonna open a chat room up I mean not the chat room I'm gonna open up Zoom for anybody who wants to join us right. um all I gotta do is paste this in. We should be good to go. <clears throat> I do probably need to drop, drop though, Tom. Okay. All right. That's fine, so. man. Well, hey, we're just so glad to have you tonight, man. Appreciate yeah, thanks it. for the invite. Yeah. This was fun. I, it's been too long. So, yeah, let's uh, – definitely like to follow back up with you soon. And, yeah, um, let's do that. And talk, talk about some, some new stuff upcoming. Okay. All right. Well, okay. G- good night, man. And, uh, again, right, man. I appreciate you joining and being with us tonight. All, All right, right. We just – Thanks, Glenn. We just uh, posted the link, the Zoom link, and uh, we've got somebody already. We've got Jonathan. Jonathan's in there. Hello. Well, let me give him a second. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, there's that delay as you sign in. All right, Glenn, I just made you a co-host so you can help prove people if they if okay. we start getting a bunch of people coming in. So we've got Jonathan here. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm not hearing you. I don't see him talking yet. Oh, uh, I can barely you No, know, he's listening to the other feed. Oh, hey, Jonathan, you have to turn down the video feed. Uh, or we'll get feedback here, and it's going to be delayed. So you need to use the Zoom audio and turn down the video feed. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll be about 30 seconds behind. That's right, man. That's right. You'll be a long ways behind us here. I'm surprised that Charlie hadn't popped in here yet. Charlie's normally uh, in here. Uh, one of the first ones, Charlie down in Uruguay. Where are you, Charlie? We're looking for you. Yeah, he's in the chat room. I know he is. He must have went off to get a cup of coffee or something. Jonathan, are you uh, there now yet? 
don't hear you. Okay. You have to wait about 30 seconds for his reply. Well. Sure. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, Jonathan, I think if you're listening on the video broadcast, you're listening at the wrong place. You need to you need to mute that or turn it down, and your audio should be coming through Zoom, and it will be real-time. The video is going to be about a 30-second delay. There's Charlie. And there's Charlie. Yeah, he's in Kentucky tonight. Is Charlie there? Hello. Hola, Charlie. Como esta? Oh, hello. Yes, here I am. There he is. There he is. Hello. Hello. What's happening there? What's happening? Are you having a fight with somebody? Wait, that's my problem. Oh, man. What is uh, what are you What are you building? What is that? What is that, uh, Charlie? I see an LED and I see a chip. That's an awful lot of electronics just for an LED flasher. I don't know what happened to Charlie. Of course, he's muted right now. Okay. Well, guys, I ran uh, to get some. Okay. Well, ah, wait, wait, wait. He ran to get some tape to stick up the camera. Okay. Let me post again, and we can, maybe we'll have a few more people join us here. Okay, do you listen? There he is, there listen? he is. Oh, okay. What do you got? What is that, Charlie? That looks like a Geiger counter. Exactly, this is a Geiger counter. Yes, sorry, I, I'm on another computer. My laptop uh, okay. just died. Uh, last week I had a, a job, uh, something for, for work, and I couldn't uh, attend. I don't even remember what I was doing last week, but I couldn't. I, I, I arrived home very late and couldn't come. By, couldn't uh, join the 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 chat here. Yeah. But this is a Geiger counter. I was playing with this. I've just finished building it. It's one of these uh, mighty ohm kits that you can get from his site or or from Amazon or from yeah. So do you have uh, do you have a radiation problem? Yeah. Well, uh, here is the, the, the no. That's the other way around. Let yeah. Me see. yeah. <laughs> so do you have a lot? Do you have a lot of uh, radiation where you live? You know, uh, I've just finished this. I'm disappointed. Yeah. Nothing what? is radioactive. Dis disappointed that you don't have radiation. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, wait a minute. Even not even the bananas on the... On the no, on no, the, you're not going to turn into Spider-Man that way. Exactly. It's got to nothing. be a spider that bites Man, you. I don't, think it's really I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but uh, who, who screams that? Is that yours, Charlie? I don't know. That's very interesting. That's that was, I think that was maybe... Me. Was that Bill? That was my screen. Oh, that was your Okay, hey, Jonathan, how you doing, man? I'm sort of programming, yeah. I'm pretty good. Okay, well, um, I'm here. I'm hearing you now. Uh, where where are you located? Nashville. Nashville. Okay. All right. Well, very good, man. Tell us about the code on the screen. <laughs> okay. So let me, let me share this again. Um, 
Now, we're not getting your picture now, so obviously your camera's not on, but that's okay. I'm going to share my screen and share my screen again. So, I've been working on this control program, uh, control a FT891. And the whole reason behind it is because FLBG doesn't actually control everything there is with the radio. I've been writing this in a cross-platform UI library, so it'll run on a Raspberry Pi or uh, an Android device or, or whatnot, you know. And yeah, uh, if I come over here and uh, launch this bad boy, I'll show y'all what all it can do. It's not pretty, and it, you know, it, it, it you know, it, it kind of cobbled together. Well, you you have completely lost me. Maybe uh, Glenn knows what you're doing there. I was trying to figure out what the language was. C++. C++, okay. okay. Your, uh, uh, Jonathan, your audio is, I don't know if Glenn is having hearing or something, but your audio is real bassy. It's real hard for me to understand. Yeah, I'm hearing it the same way here. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe yeah. So I don't, I, don't, I don't know what kind of mic. Is it an internal mic maybe in a laptop or you have it's an external a mic? mic that's in the camera. Oh, a mic in a camera? Yeah. 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 Huh. Really, uh, really difficult to uh, to understand. And I mean, with it coming through, I don't think there's any uh, adjustments that you can make for it. Actually, uh, not in really. Uh -uh. Yeah. Uh -uh. There may be so, so in the. Where will you run that code? I'm going to. Uh... Now, in the properties for the. The webcam slash mic there may be a base boost or something that's checked that needs to be unchecked yeah under audio yeah yeah charlie uh charlie had a question what, what was your question charlie yeah what well, well, would you run that code in a in a in a dedicated hardware like a a raspberry pi or something like that yeah it, it's it i use the fltk library for the ui and it will uh run and compile on a Raspberry Pi, which I've got a, a Pi 4 8G here that I'm, uh, and a 4G that I'm going to be using to do a photo with. And it's really not the first time, right? So the, the idea is doing a remote control for the, for the rig? Yeah. A, a remote station, for example. Yeah, like if I go out in the field. I don't know what's going on here. What's going on here? I, I don't know. I, and what, uh, Jonathan? What does this program do? I, what's the purpose of the program? It talks to the FT eight ninety one, and you can control like direct. You can give it direct frequency input, and it'll change the frequency of the radio. Um, oh, okay. The RF yeah. So it's so cat for an eight ninety one. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Output power. Or like if you even want to like turn the, the brightness of the buttons on or backlight up and down to do it. Yeah, w what I understand is that you are controlling uh, further commands than there usually are on other software, right? Yes. Um, okay. Cool. So com com complete control of the of the radio. Yeah, like even with the the CW memories, like for contest memory key. Um, you can reprogram them from the from, from the 
So basically, you can you can run the the rig remotely completely. Okay. Uh, so that's for FT8. So, hey, can that make contacts while you go to the grocery store? Um, no, I don't have it like remoted to, from. Well, I mean, if I remoted into my machine, from yeah. a remote machine, and launched that. No, I was, I was, on. I was uh, saying, could you just turn it on and let it work, people, while you're gone to work? No, uh, you can do that sort of with uh, like the digital modes, but this is more for like being able to control the radio without having to touch the, the buttons and the knobs on the radio. Yeah, yeah. Because the, if you ever seen or used the FT eight ninety one, I haven't. I haven't. Anything with the radio is daunting. Yeah, yeah. And you've got like six buttons, and they all multitask, and it's just a royal. Yeah, like, like the eight fifty seven, right? Example. Yeah, like it's impossible. Like and, really, and this app just puts all of it right there on your screen, and you can. Yeah, you have to read the little help guide that they sell while you're driving down the road to program it. Man. Well, hey, this hey, when you get this thing working, see, what I want to be able to do is I want to be able to thing to make contacts while I'm away from home, and I can come home and work work DXCC without being here. You know, just it does it automatically, you know. Every day I, I come home and I say, hey, I made 400 contacts today, you know. You might well, they basically have that. It's called FT8. Well, I don't. Yeah. I, no, I don't think FT8 will do it automatically. I haven't figured that out yet. You, you have to no, manually. I don't think it does it. Totally. No, yeah, but but there are some scripts that oh, some people they? have yeah. written that, yeah. that will do the contacts automatically, which is uh, has no fun at all. Right? <laughs> no, and and there's some contest bodies that have uh, thrown out a whole bunch of contacts. And contesters have made because they have claimed that they were doing it automatically. There's that too. So, I mean, if you're doing the contacts and you don't want to be using for, for contesting, doing it automated like that is not a good idea. Uh, but, you know, this this app's going to be open source. It's going to be on my GitHub, and I'll, I'll post a link to that. Okay, okay cool. Great. So, like, everybody can get, get a hold of it, compile it, and then use it. And I'm, like I said, it'll, it'll, straight up on the Raspberry Pi. There are no dependencies that it's got that aren't available to a Linux machine. Or so it's a uh, multi-platform in a way. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I'm sorry. Jonathan, what's, uh, what's your call, Jonathan? Do you, do you have a call? KY4CT. CT? Yeah, K Kilo Yankee 4 Charlie Tango. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I'm, I, I'm not uh, recalling that call. Are you new with us, or have you been with us for a while, or...? Um, I've been a ham for over 20 years. Yeah, yeah, but I mean on the show here, have you have you just recently uh, started watching? No, I've been watching you for a while. I okay, okay, I just didn't, uh, I, I wasn't familiar with that call there or, or whatever in, in the chat room, but hey, we're glad to we have you, man. At, uh, the Huntsville Ham Fest. Uh, what was that? Me and you talked at the Huntsville Ham Fest. Uh, oh, okay, okay, all right. Well, very um, good. But, I was hoping to share this with everybody and let everybody know about it. And uh, yeah, I, I'll post the link to my, my GitHub in the chat. Okay, well, so great, cool, watching, man. Watching the icons on the on the desktop, you have Firefox and you have a Discord. <laughs> so, so yes, so that's a good program. Yeah, he's got the 2022 handbook. Ah, I don't see it where. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Second row uh, down, far right. Right, oh, exactly. I mean, like. 
There's a lot of stuff here. The desktop uh, shows your profile uh, always, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that despise that. That's cool. Do a yeah. lot of software development, FDA, uh, grid tracker, you know. I mean... Grid tracker. Yep. Uh, I, I use it a lot with FDA. But. Yeah, I've got the 22 hand, handbook. I've got uh, a whole bunch of stuff to do with just amateur radio oh. in general, you know. What's this, what's this all about? This here is an application that I am developing, that I have written, that controls an FP891 directly. Uh, okay. The, the tab. The general tab here, uh, you can power the radio on, you can turn it off, you can, you know, turn the tuner on and off, turn box on and off, turn the processor on and off, turn your monitor on and off, etc. You know, turn the preamp off, turn the generator on and narrow, the DNR, you know, the lock on the frequency, your audio width, your band, you can change it right there. You bump the clarifier around, you can turn the, you know, how to you know everything you would want to do to the radio without having to get into the darn menu system of the radio to change it. <laughs> um, like turning the output power up and down, you know, or um, changing the brightness of your screen or your AGC settings for your fast, mid, middle, and slow, or maybe even your PSK time, or you want to change your your, your equalizer for your, your TX, or you want to change your, uh, you know, your CW message key, you can go down and just type it in, and you go. And it's not complete yet, I mean, I've got, still got to do like memory channels and that kind of thing, but I've got the quick memory buttons working, uh, you know, changing you know, VFO to memory frequency. Have you seen Power SDR? Uh, yes, I have. Okay. Uh, I, I don't use it. I do use, like, SDR++. Yeah, because I've used it with my 950 and a couple other rigs, and that might have some features you might want to roll into this. Yeah, probably. Well, you um, know, I, I'd probably get... I'm, I'm so sorry to say this. I'd probably get a lot more out of this if I could really understand you, but it's very muffled. Uh, the mic is very, very muffled, and uh, maybe under your audio audio settings or something under Zoom, like uh, like uh, Glenn said, maybe you can uh, check under audio, and maybe you've got you know boost bass or something on. I don't know, but uh, yeah, maybe the microphone properties yeah. under the device manager. I'm, I'm probably missing about thirty percent of every sentence that you say, uh, Jonathan. So uh, sorry. Maybe next time you'll have it. Uh, uh, working a little better. Hey, uh, uh, Jack, wait a minute. Hey, did, no, let me. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I just wanted to uh, suggest to Jonathan that he might want to go and click on the micro the tab next to the microphone and click the bottom for audio settings. It might help him with whatever it is he's attempting to do. On on the audio, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and hey, Brett, long time no see, buddy. Yeah, yeah. 
Hey, let's, uh, let's get back over to you. Who's that? It's Brett, WI7BG. Uh, yes, I haven't seen Bill since 2019 at the International. Oh, there he is. There he is. Okay. Convention. All right. Yeah, he came to breakfast with us there at Shoney's there, uh, Tom. Oh, okay. Cool. When we were at Hamvention. Cool. cool. All right. I, I think it's the first time you've been on uh, Zoom with us. Yes, it is. Yeah. I just came down from uh, from a rooftop. I've been installing these. YouTube. Oh, this is a ubiquity five gigahertz okay, radio. Okay, yep, I know what it is. Yep. And we're getting people on the internet for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think I got a couple of those. Uh, right you. One, two, three, four, five. I thought it was a Starlink receiver antenna. Or All right. John, Jonathan, Jonathan, say something. Yeah. You might be better now. Say something, Jonathan. Hello. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, five, man. Four, that's a hell of a lot better. Man, that's 100% better. I, I can even hear you now, man. What'd you do? Take the foam off the mic? I uh, switched to a headset. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> hey, hey, let's, uh, let me jump up. Let, let me jump back to Charlie there. Charlie, you, what, why are you building a Geiger counter, man? You, you think you need one or something? Yeah, I've always wanted one uh, in order just to know radiation levels around me. Hey, hey, you know, you know what, you know what, you, you know what, I was at a ham fest last month with Glenn Popeil, and if I'm not mistaken, he had a Geiger counter on the table for sale. Did, did you? I did indeed. He had a Geiger counter for sale there. What do you want for it? Five bucks? I don't remember. I think ten. Ten dollars? Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, there was a guy at Huntsville. Oh, probably about three years ago, they just had cases of those, and he sold out of them before lunch on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the thing is that, well, now my, mine's, mine's on sale. <laughs> I've just finished it because nothing is radioactive here. You see the little, but that's the background noise. You see there? Yeah. Thing is, that tube needs like 90 volts or something to operate. It has uh, 400 volts. 400 okay yeah i knew it was a high voltage you're getting 400 uh, volts out of those two little batteries yeah, yeah sure, with uh with a coil and uh, yeah that's doesn't cool. need much current just voltage yeah. yeah yeah that's cool so let me see yes of course the iron fell on the plastic thing that was I've heard you could build one with a photodiode and I've actually got a schematic but I've never tried to build it and it's not like I've got a radiation source to test with around the house. Thing is, you buy something from eBay, and 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 you never know what, what what's the origin. You know, I I was listening to um, it, there was a a girl there that um, always buys and the, she makes videos on YouTube about old vintage electronics, and she buys some things from from Russia. Uh, old old stock from Russia. And oh yeah, the Nixie tubes and everything. Yeah, she guys has a Geiger counter to see what on earth is is buying before. Yeah, as long as it's ticking like that, you're fine. If it starts ticking real real fast, uh, yeah. run. Yeah, running's <laughs> not going to help a whole lot. Yeah, yeah well, it's if it starts clicking very 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 fast, get the heck out of the house. <laughs> Get under the house. Yeah. 
Even my Russian mixitudes are, are are really really quiet. Yeah, not even the yeah. Nixie. Well, I don't think Nixies do the gamma radiation that the uh, tube is looking for. Trying. No, no, but that's enough. But I wanted to know if they they've been exposed to radioactive dust or something. Oh, no. maybe they came from Chernobyl or whatever that place is. Yeah, Chernobyl. exactly. You never know where they come from. That, yeah, that, yeah. That's the point. Yeah, I have an old watch with a radium dial, and it really off Geiger counters. Well, I mean, if you remember growing up, we all had those radium watches that glowed in the dark. Yeah, is like radium um, uranium glass. Yeah, smoke alarms should also be uh, radioactive. Yeah. One of the things is this girl bought a was given as a present a very old a clock radio. Uh, tube one, and the needles on the on the the face of the of the clock, they were so radioactive that you couldn't believe. It's like she picked up the radio and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she said. Yeah, we didn't know better back then. It glowed in the dark. It was cool. It was really cool, glowing in, in the dark. Yeah. Look, I, I got one of those cool Timexes. It glows in the dark, and when I take it off, my hand glows in the dark. <laughs> Exactly, and now in the same package it came the this from QRP Labs the this uh, new transceiver huh? they have, which I have to build all these really small uh, toroid coils. Oh boy, that looks like yeah, one of the Kanga kits. Fortunately, the all the surface mount stuff comes on the board. I, it's the first time I'm opening this. Let's now, which uh, what which one is it? What is it? Well, this is the newest one, which is uh, designed for a digital mode. It, all, it only works for digital mode. So okay. It, it, it has a USB port. You plug it into the computer, and it uh, presents itself as a sound card. And uh -huh. you use FT8, uh, the WJ8, what, what's the name of the software? And you, you use it as the rig. Uh, and this is the rig, and it's, uh, the thing is that it's all designed around uh, using digital modes and not non, not voice. So it's something that uh, the the uh, the output amplifier it's designed around that. So so I'm I haven't read much about it, but uh, it's designed around digital modes. So I will be using it for for that for digital modes. <laughs> You, you put, I think it's something like 5 watt output or something. Like That's that. pretty cool. Yeah, and it's, this is the size. I also have the case. Yes, here's the case. I have to assemble the case. So I have this little thing working digital mode. And that's it. Very cool. And maybe I put a Raspberry Pi on top. That's the second part of the project. And there it is. Hey, while we while we take a break here, I want to say hello to Colin down in uh, VK land there. Hello there, sir. Wish you had a better light. I mean, it looks like it's uh, 30 Celsius down there, sir. Uh, yeah, well, it's around 25 uh, centigrade uh, right now, but looks like a bit of a storm coming from the west. <laughs> and I'm Ooh. actually outside, so... We, we had uh, 35 
uh, the, uh, on Sunday here, that would be 90. We had 35 here, but it's a different 35. Our yes. starts with an F, not a C. Yeah, this one's a C. <laughs> Yes, that's his converter right there. Yeah, like this we have the other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now it actually got down to freezing here this morning. No, oh, I've never even seen snow ever. <laughs> no, never here either. We don't see any snow. We had hail yesterday, but very yes. We only get you know maybe one or two days of snow a year, not a whole lot. There's never been any within the well, a few hundred kilometers of here. <laughs> See, this is really small, eh? Yeah, oh, it is. Lord. Yeah. Well, uh, we have a, a negative three Celsius here uh, at the present time, and tomorrow it's going to be six Celsius, and going to go down to two Celsius. And I don't know. Thanksgiving's going to be 11 Celsius. Gee, that's a warm up. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's it's supposed to be summer. Well, almost summer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Hey, hey, guys. Is there a way to turn the chat off where it doesn't come up on the video screen? Uh, the, the chatting that uh, the guys are doing is covering up the video here. Is there a way to just make the chat? Uh, go from person to person instead of everybody here. Uh, yeah, that's there is a there is a uh, selection there to whatever person you want to talk to. I'm trying to figure out how to turn it off or make it where you know it doesn't interfere with the show here. Uh, the, the the side conversation we got going on in chat's covering up the video. Uh, let's see. Not sure. You got me. I'm... Okay, here we go. Yeah, let me do that right there. All right. Yes, the settings, you can change the settings dialog so they don't pop up. Oh. Uh... Well, I didn't have that option. I just turned it off. But I, did that turn it off on just me, or did that turn it off on everybody? Everybody. Okay. Uh, I, I've never had to do this on. Well, well it says chat's disabled, so uh, yeah. you shut it off to everybody. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going to, let's see. Yeah. You can chat with a host. Let's see. No one. They can chat with a host. Everyone or everyone and anyone directly. Yeah. How about directly? If you go into the settings dialog and you select chat, there is a way to turn off the notifications, and you can see that on the, well, should be able to see that in the settings. Well, I'm looking for it. All right, well, until we figure it out, maybe you guys it just push. It says push notifications, and you can tell it just. All right, where do, I, where do I find it, Brent? Okay, if you open the settings dialog, Settings dialog under what? Do I click on uh, left hand uh, column? Select chat. On chat, okay, that's where I was. Let's see. And then you'll see push notifications, and you can say you don't want to see any, or you want to see uh, all, or only private all ones. Right. Are you seeing my screen right now? 
Yes. You see my screen? Okay. I'm, I'm under chat. And uh, where where am I going here? Who can Man. see your message? No. Let's see if I can get to. Participants can chat with. Yeah, if you. Okay, the easiest way to get to it is select. If you go down to the, the bottom of the screen and you select the uh, select anything, either mute, either the audio or video, and it'll say audio settings or video settings. But then you can select the chat settings instead. Well, wait a minute. Monitor up at the top. Monitor. Let's see. Well, keep on talking to this. I'm having trouble finding more. I see more, more, more. Participants chat. There's chat. Well, all right. I'm just not getting there. When I go to that, you're seeing what I'm yes. getting, right? You're seeing. That's uh, not the right thing. All right. That's that's, that's the moderator's menu. That's. Yeah. Yep. Well, try try under more and see if you can find, or either that or, either that or click the little carrot next to stop video. Click the carrot. Don't uh, click stop. Next to stop video, right here. Yeah, right little here. carrot. It'll pop up. Yep. There, there. What you can do is you can um, what you can do is you can select video settings right there. Yep, I got it. Okay, select that, and then you can go up to chat instead in the left-hand column. Yeah, See? there it is. There it is. Right, now you got it. So um, now you can tell it not to show you push notifications, which is what you were seeing. A little farther down. Do I need to select something? No, you need to. You, know, you, you, need, you, need, to it, you need to tell it not to give you the push notifications from the chat channel, and then they won't pop up. Okay, do you know where they are? Where it says, yeah, you just passed it. Okay. Oh, did I pass it? Okay. Down a little bit. There it is. See where it says all and only private? Right and nothing. Yeah, yeah, Click yeah. nothing. Nothing. Okay. All right. That's going to do it, huh? All right. should, now, yeah. if I send a message to everyone, I'm going to do a test here. It doesn't pop up on your screen anymore, but it comes out in the chat. Uh, in, in the no, chat. No, I, I'm still getting it on screen. See, see right here? Oops, it did. Okay. Maybe it's not. Uh, maybe there's something else you got to deselect, too. I mean, I don't know. Oh, well. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out for next week. All right. Do we get, have we got anybody new in here? Let's see. Anybody else join us? Let's see. We've got, we've got Colin down here. we got uh Oh, we've got Dennis over got there. Dennis in here. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. How you doing, Dennis? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. Well, okay. you thought you could just sneak in and lurk right. over in a corner? Sure, I, I do. I, I do that with the uh, guys at uh, what is it, Atco? Uh, one of those guys uh, over there in uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what what, what Ohio. What is that? There. What's that hanging up back here? Am I looking at disc or is that a reel to reel? What am I looking at back here? That's a reel to reel, man. Yeah, that's an Akai. It's a real T X. <laughs> yeah, that's an Akai. I have a collection of them. This now, is when did you them. tell me when you picked that up? I want to know when you bought that. Oh, this shoot. Twenty-five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I bought it off of a, a serviceman who 
really, didn't have a use for it anymore. You know, I bought a reel-to-reel in, uh, overseas in 1970. Boy, that was 50 years ago. I finally got rid of it. I didn't have a lot of use for it. But... Well, I've got tapes from the 70s, newscasts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they sound just as good as they did when I recorded them. Yeah. So, and I've actually put them on DVD. I put the audio on DVD, and uh, I really can't share them because of copyright limitations, but uh, yeah. some of the newscasts I share, which blows people away. Okay. Are they mono or stereo? Everything's stereo, FM stereo. Yeah. Staggered or staggered or, uh, or, or simultaneous? You know, they had so many different kinds of tapes back then. Oh, these are four-track uh, four stereos, what these are. Uh, two channels in each direction, and then I've got I've got three quad reel to reels made by Akai as well, and then I've got um, a TX, I've got a Hitachi, Sony, um, and then I've got my portable collection of reel to reels. So I collect a lot of reel to reels, and I restore them. Wow! But I just do them for myself. Yeah. Well, it's a cool, uh, cool looking uh, deck back here. I like it. I want to pull it down, and I want to put up one of my uh, 16 millimeter projectors, and freak everybody out. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because right now there's a there's a net on the west coast uh, started at 7:30 Pacific, about 15 minutes ago, called the uh, Amateur Television Yeah ATN Network. Yeah. I'm, and um, I'm, I'm missing that right now, but I'll, I'll check into them in just a few minutes on uh, on Zoom as well. But yeah, this is the first time I caught you guys, and uh, thought it was interesting. I thought I'd jump in. Yeah. Well, you know, I need to talk to those guys out there on ATN. They, they need to put our show on it. Well, their night doesn't start until, like I said, fifteen minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then he's he's doing his roll call uh, right now between California, Arizona, and Nevada, and he's got a couple stations back east as well, in Florida. Um, Wow, yeah, he's got a couple stations somewhere back east. But uh, yeah, we, we zoom in from everywhere. I uh, On Saturdays, I used to check in with uh, these hams uh, in the United Kingdom. And the, one of the main guys died. Or, I'm sorry, he didn't die. Uh, he lost his memory for no reason Not at really. all. He didn't yeah. have a stroke, but he doesn't even know what ham radio is right now. Hmm. And... He was the leader of the group, so that group has kind of fell apart. But every Saturday, I used to check in with those, those guys on, uh, on VC, which is another uh, conferencing software. And they were really cool because we'd share uh, news stories because the media, you know, everybody knows media yeah. lies to, through their teeth, yeah. whether it's uh, Channel 4 in the UK or whether it's, uh, you know, the, the networks here in America. Um, so we were all listening to basically sky news in australia to get the real news in our countries oh yeah so it was kind of funny but uh yeah it's uh those guys are taxed to the hilt in the united kingdom i don't know if they are in uh in australia but i mean they're they're looking at between 40 and 50 percent i haven't seen sky news in a long time i that used to be probably the i i did a lot of international travel for about 30 years and i was i i would always find sky news on the tv wherever i was and uh yeah see like here in america when when i see bbc america it's like yeah. that's an american content station basically yeah so what i do is i'll go to web sdr 
And I'll listen to Channel 4 on the radio in the United Kingdom and, mm -hmm. and listen to what they're telling their people. So that's the, be that's the benefit of web SDRs, is that you can tune into the local broadcast stations oh, yeah. and get the uh, point of view that they're feeding those countries. Well, you know, I yeah. use uh, I use Web SDR a little bit, uh, particularly when we, when we fly our these balloons around the world. Sometimes we get into areas where oh, yeah. no, nobody uh, whispered just doesn't get out in those areas. And we can bring up an SDR in Russia or somewhere and we can copy the uh, whisper and get, you know, get location uh, reports uh, with the SDR. And uh, last week, I used an SDR to tune in this show. We're, uh, we're also on shortwave. We're on 7490 uh, right now on WBCQ. And uh, I tuned in from Iceland and listened to the show last week in Mexico and a couple other places. And the other thing is, um, wow, on my, for propagation, I'll have my, uh, I've got uh, multiple police scanners. I'll have it tuned into the FM outputs on 10 meters. And I'll be damned if New York doesn't pop into Vegas like you wouldn't believe. Is that right? You know? Yeah. So that just blows me away. because I need to listen. It, I, I, so the 10 meter, uh, you're hearing the 10 meter repeaters pretty consistently out there? From New York. <laughs> yeah. I need to start listening yeah. to, those, to those frequencies on 10. And that's a little behind the set antenna on yeah. the scanner. Yeah. And I'm and I'm copying CW on the repeater IDs from New York. It's like wow, unbelievable. But nobody knows ten meters is open. That's the funny part. You go to ten meters and it's dead. Nobody's there, and yet I'm listening to the repeater IDs. Well, the band. Let me tell you, I, I've I've noticed the bands are alive. It's just nobody's on them. You have they a contest. You have a contest. They're going to be there. It's going to be full. If there's a contest. So, I think the bands are workable. It's just not many. Maybe most people think they're not open. But well, it's I, also the holiday season right now. Yeah. That yeah, and the other yeah, thing is yeah. I, I throw up a resonant dipole. Anytime I want to work a different band, I'll throw up a temporary antenna resonant. And uh, so I don't even have to use an antenna tuner. Yeah. But, uh, and it doesn't matter if it's 35 feet off the ground or, or 60 feet. You know, as long as you've got something that has some type of efficiency uh, when it radiates. Mm. Because I, I was watching the, um, what was it? the tuners and tuners are great yeah you can tune up a bed spring but the efficiency is not going to be good the radio is going to put out 100 yeah. watts but that's going to turn into heat so it's like don't fool ever don't try to fool everybody by saying oh a tuner is going to get you wherever you want to go it just makes it capable of transmitting it just doesn't mean you're going to transmit good though yeah so, so don't fool everybody by thinking that it's going to transmit good but you have to realize though that's better than nothing of course yeah of course yeah yeah. That's I mean, the big thing. We always measure against nothing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, back when we were running RG58, it was better than nothing, and we didn't know better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We accepted the loss. Yeah. You know, so. In the oh, yeah. snow, uphill both ways. Yeah. The thing is, it's just so easy to throw a dipole up. And the thing is, if you get used to throwing up temporary antennas, if an event ever happens and you need to throw up an antenna somewhere, you're already skilled. I mean, it's easy as pie to throw up a, a resonant dipole at 30 yep. feet. Yeah. You know, you just grab, I grab a bottle of water and a string and I'll throw that over a tree. Yeah. And oh, that's yeah. how I get my, my, my height, just like that. And you see other people, they have to use a drone and, and bows and arrows and 
Here, grab a bottle of water. <laughs> I mean, it's real easy to do. All you need is a weight and a string. That's all. Yep. That's all. Sure, it's nice to have a bow and arrow. It's nice to have a drone. But, I mean, you don't need it. Yeah, I mean, you can get on the air. Uh, and you don't need uh, a one-to-one -one, uh, SWR. Yeah. Let's see if we can go. Man, back when uh, hey, back you when uh, we got our license, we didn't. Nobody had an SWR meter back then. No, my first apartment, I took an alligator clip and clipped it onto the rain gutter outside the apartment complex. Yeah, yeah. You know, it worked. Yeah. Was it efficient? Who knows? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> See, that's just it. With an efficient antenna, you can work the world with one wire. There you go. Uh, Tom, do you still have that multi-band cobweb up? I gave it away. I, the cobweb. I gave my cobweb away. I, I got so many antennas here that um, uh, I headed out behind a building back here, and I, a ham was in a neighborhood one day, let a sail down the street, and I said, hey, do you want a cobweb? And Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. So he came down here and put it on top of his car and drove off with it, man. <laughs> Why, what, what's the question about the cobweb? I've got one. No, that that one's resident on you know it's it's really resonant on all the frequencies it's tuned to, so that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really it's, nothing more than a folded fan dipole. Yep. Again, a yeah. resonant antenna doesn't mean it's an it's an efficient antenna. Yeah, the 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 cobweb's pretty cool, but really, if you look at the design, it's nothing more. Than a dipole that's been folded around. Well, the the secret to the cobweb was, and I, I I had the plans and I built it, and it turned out really nice. Is the one to four balance, not a four to one, but it was a one to right. four because the impedance is about twelve and a half ohms. So yeah, um, but, I had uh, the official MFJ version. Yeah, or have I need to fix a wire or two on it because the pine trees above it have helped it. Yep. Does I just use a J5RV myself. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, uh, what was that, Colin? Yeah, I just use a J5RV. I've used one of them for about 10 years now, and you hear lots of bad stories about them, but it seems to work fine for me. I can get through to, well, the US and all that on 40 metres. Yeah. Uh, it even, well, with my tuner, which is a good tuner, it even naturally tunes up okay on 10 metres and uh, 15, uh, so... But normally I use the vertical, uh, but it's actually an 11-metre antenna. But, but I, uh, really, it'll be closer to 10 metres. It's made for our 27-meg marine frequencies, and when I'm not using it on that, I actually just flick it over and use it on 10 metres or even 15 metres, and that seems to work all right. But that's uh, the G5RVs hanging off of my 60-foot tower in an inverted V, so... The worst thing is where you can't have any of those sort of things you're showing for shooting the antennas up. They're all illegal in Australia, including the uh, slingshot. Is that so right? You've got to wait, got well, to wait how, for how someone you, with uh, a... Hey, well, how do you guys protect yourself if a kangaroo comes after you? Boomerangs. <laughs> yeah. Well, probably not even allowed to do that because they're protected. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, oh, um. I'll stick with no comment for the rose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I, I, I saw a video. You know, 
I saw a video here a few months ago, a guy, his hunting dogs, the kangaroo was attacking his hunting dogs, and he went out, yeah, he, he went out and he, with his fist, with yeah. his fist, he fought the kangaroo. He got in a lot of trouble for that. Did he really? Oh, yeah. Man. Well, why? I mean, he was protecting yeah. his farmer's animals. I mean, See, I thought those roos were delicious. <laughs> well, they actually are. You know, that's what I thought. <laughs> If, if it's cooked right, it's the, one of the best meats. <laughs> we oh, love yeah, eating. I'll bet. We love eating our national emblems. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I just want to say I pray for y'all guys down there in Australia all the time. <laughs> yeah. Ours was almost the turkey, and we're going to eat that this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we don't actually have Thanksgiving in Australia, but turkey's okay. <laughs> Again, it's how it's cooked, because it could be dry, and then it's not that good. <laughs> yeah, is, I was going to say, if you want turkey, do not let me cook it. Well, the thing about turkey is you eat about two slices of it, and you're going to be asleep on the couch really quickly. I think it is, yeah. That, and we just we eat too much. We just get bloated, and, uh, oh, and then yeah. we drink a lot of beer, and it's like, game over. Put the game on and just <laughs> take a nap. <laughs> That's that's this is my favorite time of the year. I'll lay on the couch with the sun coming in, and you won't see me until Monday. You know, as I get older, I'm finding out that I'm getting really good at taking naps. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, you remember, there's this meme going around of remember as a child you used to fight your parents and everybody to stay up to nine o'clock at night. Yeah. And now, as an adult, I'm fighting to stay up. <laughs> yeah. Well, my problem is I've got a, a cat, a straight cat that uh, that visits me out at the ham shack, and uh, she'll lay on my chest, and I can't go anywhere at that point. She takes a nap, so I go ahead and I take a nap. I'll get up at one o'clock in the morning, and I'm up till four or five in the morning, yeah. you know, and then it's time to go back to bed. It's like <laughs> when I had my heart surgery. Uh -huh. uh, Godzilla, the 22-pounder, she likes to lay on my chest. And, of course, the doctor's like, can't do that. Yeah. And I actually had to take a box and form-fit it to my chest so that she could lay on top of the box. Mm. Yeah. That's and, boxes. Yeah, the box made it. Oh. Uh, tell them what happens if you lock them out of the bedroom there, Glenn. <laughs> oh, well, first of all, Shadow's got a screwdriver hidden somewhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they will literally pound on the door, and you can hear the door rattling. <laughs> I mean, th these are the, the thing about a Maine Coon. They are like three-year-old children that never grow up. They don't know the meaning of the word no. No just means you're doing it wrong. Let's find a different way to do it. And it's it's a running battle, and you'll never win. All you do is wait for them to take their nap, and then get done whatever you needed done. <laughs> like, yeah, but that's you said that they're day caps; they're not night caps. So you have to wait till it's dark before you can do something. Uh, actually, they sleep more during the day. It's at three o'clock in the morning that they light up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now think about this. I have a 
15-pound cat chasing a 22-pound cat with tufted fur under the feet on hardwood floors. Uh, it's like you're throwing bowling balls around at 3 o'clock in the morning. Because yeah. that would be slamming into the walls and everything. All right, so. guys, the show is about to end here on shortwave. Uh, our time period is going to end in about three minutes. Hey, Charlie. Well, y'all be sure and get your, your calendars from ARRL this year. Yeah, get your calendars from ARRL. It's got, it's got uh, Glenn's cats on yeah. it. So if, y'all, sure if you, you want your own personal copy of Rodan and Godzilla, you know, get the calendar. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, happy Thanksgiving uh, to everybody. Thank you, Charlie. Charlie, do you have a do you have a smoke detector, Charlie? No, we have no no no, no. here at home. If you have houses a smoke... are made of bricks here, uh, not not of wood, so they don't uh, burn. What's your All furniture? What's your what's your furniture made out of? Yeah. Uh, no, yes, of course they burn, but at least they don't disappear. Into oh, man, well, look, hey, if you had a smoke detector, I'm told that there is some uh, radioactive material in the smoke detector. Yeah, yeah, exactly, for sure. Yeah, yeah but I don't have one at hand, so. No, I can't believe yeah, you. You, you need it, Charlie. I, I find a little box for my, 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 uh, my Geiger counter, and I will take it with me in the bag and check things, you know. I need. I, I I I may have some old broken smoke detectors. I maybe I'll take the uranium out of it and send it down to Charlie. Yeah, yeah that'll get you on the no-fly list in a hurry. Yeah. yeah. There are some beads you can buy that are calibrated, so that you can calibrate the Geiger counter, yeah. uh, or at least know if it's working okay. But I I I, I now remember that at my parents' house there is some. Uh, Colored glass, like green. Oh yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. some of the leaded glass is uh, uranium glass. Yes. Yeah. So maybe some of them uh, have uranium. What so about what about the old watch, the old wristwatches that used to glow in the dark? They would. They would. Yes. Do it. Yes. I. I've also, but I've already checked here. I have a, a one of these uh, clock radios with the with the ah, yeah fluorescent handles and nothing. Nothing. But, but if, if you're a, if you're a bad cook, if you're a bad cook, you definitely need a smoke detector. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Hey, let me say good night to everybody out there listening with Shortwave. Thanks for joining us. This is Amateur Radio Roundtable, a show about ham radio. Thanks for joining us. Uh, good night. Good night. Good night. All right, good night. Guys. Well, all right. We've officially ended our our show here. If you guys want to stay on here and talk, go right ahead, and I might go get me a peanut butter sandwich or something. Well, I think I'll I'm going to throw the cat out of my chair and go take me a nap. I'll leave Gee, it's <laughs> one, 1 a.m. here, because you've moved the the, the, the time of No, the, I didn't move it. It's not our fault. Our, our <laughs> yeah, time changes, you, but no. Your, 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 your whatever moved it. I know. Yeah. If I had any say in the matter, we would weld those clock hands in the same position. Yeah, I wish they would not change the time back and forth. I can't even post Uh, 3.30 here now. We used to have uh, here uh, uh, daylight saving, and I used to enjoy it. I think it was good, but now we don't have it anymore, so it's good too. (laughs) Just about the time I get my stuff.